and you'll totally understand this and most of your listeners too right that, that where whenever we go to places like that like a lot of times you feel like a guest in someone else's space yeah. you know um and i'm i'm sure that most of the time that's not intentional but you know you feel like a guest there whereas you know there's something special for me uh being like a chicano artist going to something like pinta because you're like oh damn this is like home team here you're like walking around and you're like oh this feels i don't feel like a guest here anymore i feel like i'm i'm here black creativity is unstoppable the studio noise podcast takes you into the studio with black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture you get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise Podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. We always encourage networking, particularly for artists, and particularly for times like this. You're down at Miami Art Week. South Beach, you're hanging out. It's a big event. It's a lot to process. What's better than having some of your trusted peers right there with you to help process the whole thing so you can eat, have some great Cuban food, chop it up about what everybody's thinking, and you can really start to start to process in the moment what you're looking at because it's a little overwhelming. It's a lot going on down there, but that's okay. And so while I was in Miami, I got a chance to hook up with two of the Studio Noise fam. Mr. Ben Munoz and Jeremiah Ojo. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you might remember those names. Uh, ben is a Chicano printmaker. I met him down at Print Austin. Make sure you check that episode out. Him, Ronaldo. Uh, we had a great time down there. So seeing him in a whole different context. Uh, we got together and we attended a bunch of fairs together. Went to Nada, Prism, Painter, Inc. Uh, we had some great, awesome Cuban food. Uh, we walked Winwood and went to the food truck events. We had a great time. It was a great hanging out down there. Uh, one thing, though, Ben is the type of friend that volunteers to take your picture. <laughs> like you're at Winwood, you're in front of some cool mural. You think you you think you about to look fly and post some on Instagram. You get home and you see a bunch of uh, selfies of Ben making goofy faces. And so you he wastes your time and then gives you these crazy dumb pictures. So I'm going to get Ben back for that. But, you know, y'all just be careful giving your phone to Ben and people like that because they ain't got no respect for your time. <laughs> yo, <laughs> be my man, though, yo, be my man. And so part one of this episode is me and Ben uh, hanging out. We in traffic and we just started chopping it up about everything that we went through today. It's right after we left Pinta. So, you know, as we talk a lot about Pinta and the vibe being inspired uh how to create how people should create a vibe and look for their own spaces i thought it was a great conversation and so part two of this episode uh we got jeremiah ojo i'm live at scope with jeremiah ojo he was there hanging out we all know ojo is the founder and director of Kunwa, the arkansas agency is doing great work down there everybody if you if you're looking for somebody to help you out you, you definitely should reach out to him uh, and get some great advice from mr jeremiah Ojo was asked to curate some spaces down at Scope, so he brought two artists there. So we talk about those two artists and just in general, all his work that he's done with the art fairs all around and what artists should be thinking about in terms of experiencing Scope, in terms of participating in the art fairs, in terms of adding it to their career trajectory. We're going to get back to our regularly scheduled interviews soon. Believe me, I got some more stuff coming up for you. 
Uh, don't worry about that part. But you know, it's only the best for you right here on Studio Noise. The voice of black art giving you the very best in black contemporary art. Follow us at Studio Noise Podcast on IG. You can see all the photos that I took during the live events. You can see I'm going to post some of these dumb being selfies too so y'all can see what i had to deal with when i got home too uh yeah so uh that's gonna be a great time so make sure you follow us check that stuff out you can see more episodes at www.studionoisepodcast.com and we got a lot more coming for you this year so so right now after the break you get these two awesome interviews back to back just for you ben munoz jeremiah ojo right here on the noise yes This is Lonnie Howard. I'm a figurative artist working in Los Angeles, and you are listening to Studio Noise. Yes, it's your boy Jay Barber. Right now, live recording live from Miami. It's Studio Noise, the voice of black art coming at you, and I'm down here covering the Art Week Miami. Art Basel, all that good stuff, man. So I'm going around to all these fairs, hanging out, getting getting a sense of what the vibe is, because it's very interesting, you know, all the stuff we hear about uh, Art Basel, Miami Art Week, and just trying to figure out, like, what's really happening? Where do we all fit? Do I see black representation? Is diversity real? I don't know. We, we got to see. So as I was going through the fair, I met up with my man from Studio Noise. Shoot, what episode was that? This was the Print Austin episode. It was like 17. <laughs> <laughs> it's like years ago. When I'm here with Ben Munoz, he was there with me. I met up with him and we've been going around to some of the fairs. He took me to some very interesting stuff. So uh, now I'm going to have a little conversation with Ben while we're riding around trying to get where we're going in the car. What's up, Lars, for driving us around, man? Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, Ben, say what's up, man. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah, so Ben's been with me. Uh, it's interesting because you know everybody get to hear my thoughts, but I want to get Ben's thoughts on uh, what he's thought about the fair, like how it is and uh, what he's been about. Let's let's see what Ben got to say. What's going on, Studio Noise? Um, I'm just chilling. I'm here in the car with you. We're driving around. We're going to South Beach right now. Uh, our legs hurt, and uh, we saw some iguanas, manatees. We didn't find the manatee, but yeah, we're going around. We hit a bunch of fairs today. We went to Pinta. Uh, we went to Nada. We went to where else did we go? Prism. Prism. We went to Prism. Um, we've been everywhere. And yesterday we hit. Um, yesterday we we hit Untitled, Ink, and Satellite. So we've been busy. We've been running around everywhere, checking everything out. Yeah, it's it's so much going on. Like we went to all those shows, and we still ain't go to half the stuff that you could do. Like it's mad stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff on the list from the main fair of Art Basel to art miami didn't make it to that didn't make it to aqua didn't make it to context didn't make it to like it's so many names there's so much stuff going on here uh ben tell me what's your impression man it's not your first time coming to art basel but what's your impression of this year at here in miami yeah uh it's too crowded you know <laughs> too many people came out this year now uh <clears throat> it's good man it, it's always interesting right because sometimes uh you go to like sometimes you go to a fair and you're like oh this is this is this is my spot right like i like this it's good and then you go back the next year and you're like oh it's not as strong you're like oh that's weird like you know because the galleries owner was the same 
Uh, some people decide to skip it that year. Some people maybe they don't do maybe they don't do not in Miami. They're doing not in New York. You know, maybe so so it kind of changes. So that's kind of cool because it always keeps it fresh, and then th that also adds to the like yeah. You know, sometimes it's hit and miss, you know. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that same thing. And it, this is my first time, so I got no like context for it. But uh, one thing I know is like an art fair is an art fair. Like if you ever been to an art fair and you had a person be assigned a wall space and put work up it's the same vibe it's just feel it's just amplified because it's hundreds of people in every spot that you go to and so shoot, how many thousands of people galleries and artists have exhibited work how many hundreds of thousands of pieces of work down here like it's an incredible amount of stuff man was there anything that stood out to you yeah oh for sure like um it's it's interesting right because like good art like it, it makes me mad um and you know you walk through a place like pinta right which is like the latin fair here so you go through that and there's so many things that you're that i'm trying to do like as an artist and then i go there and i find this dude i've never heard of and he's killing it in the exact area that i'm trying to do i'm just i'm furious but i'm also excited you know that i get to see that um so i don't know dude it's crazy you don't you don't really know how to feel you kind of just sit in there and you have equal your heart is like full of like so much inspiration but also rage and you're just like i don't even know what to do right now but yeah earlier you said something before before we started recording you said that like latin people didn't make good art like what did you mean when you said that <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> what are you talking about this guy tried to set me up <laughs> no just because it's a black art podcast i'm not going to do that <laughs> No, actually, we, we uh, it's funny me and Ben were talking. Um, we went to a lot of different places. But for me, going to Pinta uh, is something that people don't. I haven't heard anybody talk about coming down to Pinta. And if you uh, well, what we found out, Pinta is the most southern fair satellite part of the art Miami week, uh, Miami art week. Uh, totally. So it's like to me, it's way out of the way. It's nothing really else around here close. But to me, the energy, the work, um, the vibe of the fair, like they were still out there dancing uh, as we were leaving. And to me, it was the most energy that I felt the whole time I've been in Art Basel. Uh, it's the most impressive work that I've seen. Even like I going down just that first row, I saw so many different styles, so many different artists I never heard of uh, that are doing this fantastic, fresh uh, cultural, culturally significant work, right? And not all of it is the quote unquote culturally, culturally significant. A lot of it is just these Latin American artists making work and they are, you know, Latin American expressing themselves. Like it's a beautiful thing to see. And when you're walking around the fair, you know, nobody's talking English. They're all speaking their, their own language. Me, I love that. I love to be in a moment where people are just doing their thing. We are here for us. We are celebrating what we do. This is what we do at the highest level, and you can be a part of it. We can all be a part of it. That's the kind of vibe it was. And I wish that all the fairs had that kind of vibe, and they don't. Like some of them feel a little bit more commercial. Some of them feel a little bit more uh, old, right? If, if if that can even be the word that applies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If what what was your impression of it? Yeah. What's what's special about places like that, right? Is that as like a and you'll totally understand this, and most of your listeners too, right? That that where whenever we go to places like that, like a lot of times you feel like a guest in someone else's space, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm I'm sure that most of the time that's not intentional, but you know you feel like a guest there. Whereas you know there's something special for me 
uh, being like a Chicano artist going to something like Pinta because you're like, oh, damn, this is like home team here. You're like walking around and you're like, oh, this feels I don't feel like a guest here anymore. I feel like I'm I'm here, you know, like this is fine. This is where I belong. And that kind of reminds you of how important those spaces are. Right. Uh, which is great that there's places like Pinta, places like Prism. Um, but also that's it's kind of that's kind of like it, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it's uh, it's like a catch 22, you know, because it's awesome that we have those spaces. But it sucks that we had to create those spaces for ourselves. It would be better if there was just inclusion everywhere. Right. Um, and like we went to like Untitled. And you have to search for Chicano artists there. You got to like find, you got to like look, look it out. You got to really, really search and try to find it. Um, that's just artists, right? Forget like Chicano owned galleries, like just trying to like find that. So um, I don't know, I but I do like what you're saying, right? Like you go in there, the vibe is good. And you're like, man, it's powerful that we were able to create this for ourselves. So that's amazing. But also, you know, when you go to places like this, it also reminds you like, oh, I'm kind of a guest in this world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can I can dig that because I also feel like uh, a, there was a few, if not a lot, of the galleries that were at Painter that could easily have been an untitled, and then the work to me would hold up. Yeah, the main fair anywhere could could be down there, and so I I really like but that. Maybe they prefer to be there. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they prefer to be there. That's true, and then and that there's something to that, right? In terms of this is us. This is we are not looking for worldwide acceptance from this other people to be validated we are validating ourselves this is where you're going to come and get the culture you know what's powerful about that too though is that that reminds you that the world is so much bigger than america when you go to a place like minta and you see it and you're like oh you know what like yeah like maybe we weren't included in that but when you go to something like that you're like oh damn this is worldwide right and it reminds you like that the art scene the art world is so much larger than just America and so much larger than European countries. Yeah. And so much larger than what they can even try to control. Or fit in the building. Yeah. Or fit in the building. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of it is is we we are doing this thing and we're doing it whether they recognize us or not. This right. is our own little thing. Like this is where you're gonna get the true authentic Latin American experience. Whether, Miami, so it makes sense that it'd be it's Miami, you know, like Miami is it's a Latin place, right? Um, you got all these, you got like Cubans, Brazilians, like every, it's Miami. So it makes sense to, to have that, you know, you got that mixture of people and then that's why everybody's so beautiful. You know, (laughs) it is, this is there. They are the most beautiful beautiful. people in the universe here in Miami is, is sickening how beautiful they are. Like you can't go nowhere. And like, even like, uh, if you walk in front of scope, scope is on South beach. And if you walk in front of Scope, they have like the women standing outside getting you to come and get coffee inside of the shop. Of course, I'm going to get coffee. How many coffees have these super <laughs> sexy women sold <laughs> to people? It's amazing. But it, but not to. Yeah. Oh, but it's the men, too. Like this is everybody's fit. This is a beautiful place, man. This is fantastic. It's, it's nothing but, you know, um, uh, beautiful people and Bentleys running around everywhere. Bentleys, Lamborghinis. That's all it is, man. This is a, this is a wonderful place. It's different. It's definitely a vibe. I get the vibe in most places. I get the vibe. Uh, I don't know if the artwork here has has well, and it could be my personal taste, but it doesn't appeal to me and make me excited in a way that I thought it would. Um, I'm not super energized uh, by the work that I'm seeing, 
Um, but I am energized by some of the vibes and some of the people that I've gotten to meet right. uh, since I've been here, especially at Pinta. I'm gonna I'm gonna go start my uh, Spanish language uh, course as soon as I get back home because next year I want to go back and be able to talk to people because these people seem cool yeah. these people don't care what y'all talking about right. they speak in their language <laughs> yeah, dude <laughs> they, they are not trying to speak English at pizza man they trying to talk they they trying to talk their shit in their own language man I'm not gonna lie to you I'm not mad at it though I want them to do it that to me that's what's appealing that's when you really just separate this is us yeah. Like, and no, you yeah. just put your foot down like, no, yeah. we, we got our language. Yeah. We got our vibes. You can, you can come visit, yeah. but this is what we're doing over yeah. here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Lars and I had a show in LA the other day and while we were out there, I was so like inspired by like the, like the pride the like Chicano people had. Um, and they like, they were, they were like choosing to speak Spanish. And that was like powerful to me, right? That these guys, obviously they all speak language. They're all educated, right? Like they're, a lot of them are like curators and like, you know, people with like PhDs and stuff, but they're showing up and they're choosing to speak Spanish, like as a flex. They're just being unapologetically themselves. Yeah. And that is so powerful, man, because like, in a lot of places you don't see that, you know, they try to, they try to blend in and they try to be like, you know, there's a lot of like people kind of retreating into themselves to be more like everybody around so right. when we were in when we were in out in east la boyle heights stuff like that it was so refreshing to see people be like unapologetically unapologetically themselves yeah. and that was wild yeah and there's that out here you know? yeah that, that's exactly what i felt at Penta, and not in a bad way right i'm not saying no, no, like no. i don't want them to speak english if they don't want to like uh, for the most part they they absolutely didn't want to <laughs> like they were when i went to the even when I went to the front desk to get to sort out the tickets they started talking to me in spanish i told them uh, english they passed me to the next person like yo <laughs> you gotta go down there if you want to talk talk that shit you talking <laughs> so i know nah, i thought it was they cool man just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was good it was cool it was just such a vibe man it's so refreshing to see uh people exist in their own space like that so uh, that to me, that's to, that's the the show of shows. If we could, uh, if I could give any notes, I think people should go to Penta and then go back to their show and see what's the difference uh, in terms of what's going on. Was it? We're we're out here on South Beach. It's ten thirty at night, and there's people pushing babies around like that. <laughs> it's different out here. It's ten. It's ten thirty. It's also like seventy five degrees. Uh, with a nice breeze coming off the ocean, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a wonderful place, man. This is like a whole, this is like a whole nother world down here, South Beach, Miami. Um, was there any work in particular that stood out to you, Ben? That you, that made you uh, think about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in Untitled, there was this really great um, woman, uh, Anna Anna Ortiz, I think is her name. That was really good. Um, and then at Pinta, of course, like nonstop, like a whole bunch of stuff that was really interesting to me. Um, I normally, always, I can find something at every fair that I like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's probably like, you know, the main thing you go through. That there's going to be a bunch of stuff you don't like, but um, there's also going to be a whole lot of stuff you do like. So it's cool to kind of like take that back to the studio with you. Um, one of my favorite things about Miami Art Week is that it's all like fresh, you know? You get to see what everybody made in their studio that year. So, and these people are coming from all over. So you get to see what everyone made in their studio this year in Paris, in Berlin, um, in Hong Kong and, and everywhere, you know? So that's, that's pretty incredible to be able to look, kind of get a quick snapshot 
of what everybody's doing and then kind of go back to your practice and be like, am I pushing myself like that? Like, am I, you had said something earlier too, where you were like, I got to get to work, you know, like it, it gives you that feeling of like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hit it, you know? Yeah. Cause it, it is a thing where you see some work and you're like, yo, my work is on that level. Like, and they're here selling for this and that, you know, or like I could easily fit into this space. That's one thing you can say. And also say, like, look at this new exploration of materials. I'm not pushing myself uh, enough in that direction. Like there's so many other things that you could be doing and there's so much work. Uh, I, I really appreciated the work at NADA. Yeah. Uh, the work at NADA was really contemporary, really fresh, strong. really strong work um, and a lot of different good ideas. And I, I think that's what I like about artwork at this point. Um, a lot of people can draw. A lot of people can paint. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people can't think. <laughs> right. And I think that's what makes you uh, super special sometimes when you step into that that vein and you just execute a beautiful idea. Um, so it was, a, it was a lot of that at Nada. So I'm, I really appreciate that. So I think those were one of my one of my top two shows. I, I loved Ink, too, because I'm just a print dude. Right. Uh, you know, anything hardcore printmaking. And it's really hardcore printmaking at, at, <laughs> at Ink. Yeah. Uh, definitely worth seeing if you have any appreciation for uh, works on paper a lot of etchings a lot of um, paper molding like it's all kinds of stuff going on there and so that's also a great fair for you to think about attending yeah you asked me what i thought about pinta so i want to know what you thought about scope oh i, I think scope is scope was scope. Prism. oh prism oh yeah yeah let's talk about prism i i thought prism uh had a lot of work and i'm not all the way sure to set up Cause I think some of the setup, how it was organized, might have made the show a little choppy. Um, but the work that was there, I thought was pretty good. Um, and you'll see, you'll hear a lot of those people coming up on Studio Noise because, you know, that's where the, the the folks are. And I was there, you know, connecting with the folks, trying to trying to see what they got going on. So it's a lot of great galleries. And uh, make sure you check the Studio Noise uh, Instagram so you can see a lot of the pictures that I've taken here. A lot of ton of pictures. Uh, and it's almost unfair to... Uh, sit here in the moment and talk about it because it's so many pictures there's no way i remember everything that i saw like <laughs> at this point you know thousands of pictures that i've seen i'm overloaded with art i'm overdosing uh driving around miami <laughs> right now as but i but i think it's one of the things that we got to sit back and reflect on look at the pictures and you can really see what's going on my general impression is you know mikhail's done a great job uh again keeping it going and i and, and we'll get, get her on the podcast too to talk about it uh, you know how hard it is to be able to function uh, inside a system like this and continue to do it every year and produce a high levels, high quality with um, with great art. Like it's not an easy thing, I'm sure. And so we'll get her and and have that conversation too. But I did I did think it was some um, some tremendous work in there too. I, mean, I bought me some stuff out of there, so that's how you know for sure <laughs> that I liked it. <laughs> so it was a good time. Good time going on. Any last words you want to give about about the show, about being down here, anything? Um, I don't know, man. It's a good vibe. Everybody, everybody should come out. You know what's cool about Miami is like you ever been to the Armory? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. So it's not the vibe is the vibe is different here. Like everybody's friendly. Everyone's kind of like their guard is down because it's like a giant party. Whereas that's not really the vibe at like the Armory or like Freeze LA or anything like that. Everyone's kind of in their moment. They're like selling the work. They're doing. If it feels more like uptight, if that makes sense. Now I wouldn't even say uptight. I would just say that everyone's more like loose here like everybody's more hanging out here so i do think that it's a good like like if you were gonna start like hitting fairs and doing stuff like that i think that you know miami art week is is the place to do it um 
Yeah, and then you know, there's all this crazy stuff like the the party at the Perez Museum, and yeah. like, I mean, that was Yo, that was crazy. That, that the party, the party? Uh, I don't even know, man. It was just chaos. <laughs> it was, it was. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Honestly, it was, it was just wild. I, that's all I. It's, just, it's like that everywhere, right? Like everywhere you go, like it's just, I don't know. It's wild. You just got to do as much as you can while you're here. Yeah. Um, and then just bring good shoes, you know, because I can't feel my legs right now. So it's too much walking. <laughs> it is a lot. It's a lot of a lot of places, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of walking, even just walking through the fair. You'll walk, you know, four or five miles just walking through untitled. You know what I'm saying? Just going back and forth. So there's a lot going on, but you definitely want to want to put it on your list, show and it, and keep checking out more episodes, Studio Noise, as we are talking to more people from the show. I'm giving my impressions of the show. And we're breaking it all down coming up soon. Appreciate you being. Ben, tell them where they can find you. You can find me uh, on Instagram uh, at, at the Ben Munoz. You can find me at my website, BenjaminMunoz.com. You can find me walking around Dallas. You can find me, you know, at, at the best taco spots around. You can find me everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You can find me anywhere I'm walking. So, <laughs> And you'll find me in Atlanta soon. I'm going to go over there and hang out with you. So. Nah, that's what's up. And, and I'll be down in Dallas making some prints. Uh, yeah, with yes, Ben, Ben has a great uh, new print shop that they're doing some uh, fantastic work. So your boy will be down there making some prints. That's something else for y'all to look forward to in the new year. So for right now, I'm signing off. I'll talk to y'all again soon. It's the noise, baby. Yes. I am Reginald Laurent, a multidisciplinary abstract artist, and you are listening to Studio Noise. Yes, it's your boy Jay Barber here at Live at Scope. I'm still live. I'm still in Miami, living it up. It's sun and seagulls and sand and beautiful people everywhere, leather pants. And BBLs everywhere you look. It's a great time down here. I'm at Scope uh, Miami Art Week. Just had a talk, a tremendous panel that we had with me, your boy Jay Barber. It's Fabian Manuel from Black Art America. Uh, Fabian Williams, occasional superstar, Tracy Mims, artist and printmaker, and Nick Cave collector. We had a great conversation on the stage. So now we left there. I got my man right here with us, the one and only Jeremiah Ojo. Y'all know him and love him from the show. You've been on a couple times. So say what's up, Ojo. What's up, Studio Noise fam? How's it going? Yeah, man. So we were just sitting up here uh, reflecting uh, on the fair. It's no better person to have a conversation with than Ojo, who has been a consultant and part of a bunch of fairs all over the world. So this is kind of what he do. He's semi-burnt out on the whole thing. But he he uh, had the opportunity here to curate uh, two artists to come down and show work at Scope. So I want to make sure that we get a chance to talk to him and let him like talk about that part of the show. Yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity to uh, chat with you people again. Um, yeah, so fortunately through some uh, relationships uh, here at the Scope Fair, uh, I was invited to guest curate uh, special project sculptural installations in the uh, experiential atrium and then also uh, in the main fair section. Uh, brought down two artists, uh, Dapo Rio, a Nigerian-American Brooklyn-based artist, 
uh, working across media, but primarily in sculpture, um, textiles, video, and um, he is in the main atrium uh, with three installation pieces. One, uh, a gungung masquerade piece that's suspended from uh, kind of the ceiling and uh, two other kind of sculptural paintings. And then um, uh, another longtime friend, client, uh, Lillian Blades, Atlanta-based artist of Bahamian descent. Uh, she has a beautiful eight-foot sculpture we have suspended here right along the beach uh, called Obsidian that beautifully reflects kind of the emotional landscape of not only her um, background being connected to the ocean, being Caribbean, but also it being all black and it being able to reflect the energy of the ocean, the people that walk by. And uh, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I think it's a, a great, great look uh, because Doppel's work is right out in front where we did the panel talk. Uh, tremendous work. It was, it was very distracting to see that work up there because I kept looking at it like, damn, that's nice. But it's good. It's great work out there. And then Lillian, she always does the mosaic uh, tile pieces that she fits together. It's almost like these really cool curtains. Uh, that's the best way I could describe it. She created that one installation that was sort of like a sheer uh, gateway to somewhere else, like reflecting light. They have mirrors and tiles and beads and pictures. It has all kinds of stuff in it. So it's very textural, very cool stuff, man. What do you think it means for these two artists in particular to be able to be here at Art, Art Miami Week, Art Week, to be here at Scope, uh, to participate in this whole production? Yeah, it means a lot for them. Uh, these two artists are extremely prolific within their studios. Uh, have a heavy commitment to their ideas and exploring various materials. Uh, I'll speak on Dapo uh, first. His work really explores kind of the intersection of uh, nationality and symbolism. He uh, uses deconstructed American flags and repurposes them into these beautiful kind of uh, beautiful but also confrontational uh, assemblage sculptures that uh, echo his experience being a, uh, an immigrant from Nigeria moving to New York uh, in his early 20s and coming to terms with being uh, both Nigerian and American and pledging his allegiance to America by becoming a citizen, but then realizing like many black men in America, that you're targeted and the dream that you were sold uh, will never come to fruition. So he uses a combination of various West African textiles, symbolism, and materials kind of woven together to uh, describe his, Afri his Africanness and, you know, uh, really bring individuals um, who are from kind of a dual conscious or a binational background into a deeper conversation on what it means to be a citizen. Um, so it's been great to have him here and get more visibility for his work. A lot of great questions. Uh, there's one particular piece made of uh, twigs and actual cotton called America Tautology that explores uh, the history of enslaved people 
in this country, black people, and the connection between that material of cotton, paper, the weight of paper, how much it cost. And he's woven all of that into a particular, uh, an American flag piece that he's reconstructed with actual cotton branches. Then on the other side, we have uh, Lillian Blades, uh, another amazing artist based out of Atlanta, who, as you said, Jamal, um, has these beautiful tapestries that are normally very colorful in their presentation. But this particular piece, Obsidian, is, I believe uh, she mentioned it was her first monochromatic piece. And it was recently exhibited at the uh, Montgomery Museum of Art uh, earlier this year. And um, it features uh, a collage of various different tiles, acrylic uh, buttons, all kind of reflective material that she's wired together into a beautiful tapestry that, that feels very African. It feels very black. It feels very diasporic. And when, when I look at it, honestly, it reminds me of the unity of black people that were inextricably tied together and, and woven. No matter where we are in the world, we're tied together. That blackness reflects each other. And looking at her work, particularly in conversation with the daylight and you know uh, the sunrise and sunset of the day, is uh, it's just exciting. You know, it makes me feel uh, proud, uh, especially for Lillian, who works primarily. Um, doing public installations and commissions for various different uh, organizations. Um, have her here in the art fair to be able to show her work at scale and be in contact with several other contemporary peers, I think is really important. I think we were talking and I think you made a very important uh, comment about volume. Like who gets to see the work and how many people I thought that was a great point. So say it one more time for the people so they can hear what you were saying about just the amount of people that will be able to see a piece uh, and, and how it compares to like making a regular exhibition. It's, that was a great point. Yeah, what's great about uh, the art fair part of the ecosystem, but particularly uh, Miami Art Week and at Scope, being here on Miami Beach, South Beach, you have every type of individual who comes to the fairs. You have the art curious, the art interested, the art focused, the art buyer, the art collector, and kind of the whole ecosystem that kind of swirls around being here. And then just even just the general tourist crowd. So don't quote me on these numbers, Demal, but <laughs> I believe the first day here, um, it was somewhere around like 5,000 individuals visited, right? So if you multiply that, uh, fair opened on Tuesday. Now it's Sunday. And generally, uh, you know, visitation and viewership increases on the weekends. Um, I mean, you have tens of thousands of people who get a chance to lay eyes on your work. So all the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, all the noise you put into the studio, <laughs> uh, you're able to echo those sounds in, you know, these art fairs. And fortunately for both Dapo and Lillian, they've had an opportunity to increase their visibility, to let more people know about their practice. 
the, the way they see the world, the way they see materials and their personal experience. So it's been exciting to be able to talk to countless number of individuals who are interested in what's interesting these artists and uh, be an advocate for black art altogether. And I think we'll, we'll have that kind of this conversation continuously because I think this is one of those moments where uh, it needs to be experienced, one. You got to come down to Miami Art Week and see it. It's not just, don't just listen to people talk about Basel. Don't just listen to all the hype stuff. Don't just listen to such and such sold out at Untitled that one year and now he's a superstar. Like, don't just listen to that. Like, come, out, come here and do it. And also, while well, we were talking earlier, like, experience it for yourself. Like, try to put on a show at Art Basel. Get a feel for the cost of it. Get a feel for the attention and do the equation. And I don't think it's the right time to do it now, but what does it actually mean for you? Like, what do you get out of it? Like, yes, you showed at Basel, but did you make enough sales to cover your costs? Did you get enough collectors to look at your work? Did you happen to run into a curator? Did you network? Did you do all the things? It's a, it's a bigger equation than I think uh, that I even considered before because I just always hear about it. Jamal, you got to go to Art Week like all this kind of stuff. And so like being here now, I'm leaving with more questions uh, than anything right now. It's, it's further examination of what does an art career look like that entails Art Basel? Do I leave here? Jamal, does I do I go home on Wednesday and I spend the Wednesday, Thursday and the rest of the year trying to get back to Art Basel to show work? Is that the, is that the vibe? Is that worth it? Or should I be making other moves? Like it's so many considerations. I, it's a rich conversation because I think we all are having it because it's very easy to have, especially in an Instagram algorithm to present Miami as the thing. This I did my Miami. I did Art Week. I did Untitled. I did Prism. I did whatever the thing is. I did it. And therefore, you know, check my career is what? Right. I, I love this question, man. I love it. I'm, I'm wrestling with it. I'm loving it. Just talking about it with people. Even the galleries. I'm talking to a lot of different gallery owners and not just black gallery owners, but everybody that's here because, you know, it's an ecosystem. It's a market. What does the market actually mean for people? Does that make sense? Yeah, man. So many great questions. And I think that is that is the thing. We as artists have to interrogate the ecosystem, the world, the market that we operate or sometimes wrongfully covet. Like we desire to be here in Miami, but what does it take, right? Um, one... It's Miami, which is a tourist city. Uh, it is, you know, a beautiful city on the beach. That means everything costs more. Uh, tourist tax, as they call it, right? So, you know, just coming in from the airport, I stopped to get something to eat. A little, so, a little rice and beans, just because it's on South Beach, it's $35. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, if this was a different part of town, $35. Me and the homies all eating good, you know? So it, it's not just about being here, but it's having a thoughtful intention and strategy. Like you said, Jamal, what, what do you want to get out of it? Is it visibility, right? Do you want to be in conversation with mass group of people, regardless of their background, academic, uh, economic, 
and just learn what people think about your work. There's always that opportunity. Uh, the economics of it, right? Do you want to come here and you want to sell work, right? How much work do you want to sell and to whom? You know, there are various different uh, consumptive patterns that are here. There's decorative, there's speculative, there's uh, institutional sponsorship. There's all these different kind of initiatives swirling to make what Miami Art Week uh, has been historically and what it is now. And I think what's really important for artists uh, specifically is to define what you want out of it, even if it's just experience, right? To network, meet your favorite artist. You know, uh, many of them have either exhibitions at museums. The Perez is a, one of my personal favorite museums just because it's, it's beautiful. Aesthetically, it's right on the water and um, just the vistas you get being able to see the work and also um, it's a really great collecting institution which um, has some great curators as well. But there are many different institutions here uh, that are worth checking out, meeting curators, art administrators, other people who kind of make the, you know, who shovel the coal in the art world to keep the engine going. A lot of the people come here um, at the end of the year and they're working on these uh, exhibitions, they're working on the booth presentations, the galleries, shipping work from every corner of the world. So it's important for you as an artist to think about, like, where do you fit in? What do you want to learn, right? What is your budget? Because <laughs> it's expensive. You know, the Ubers, the traffic, the lifts, the hotels. You know, no one ever really talks about getting a hotel on Miami Beach for someone who's gone, like, almost eight, eight years in a row now. It's like, fortunately, partners in other opportunities have paid for hotels when I stay on the beach. Otherwise, I'm in North Miami. You know, I'm in the hood with my people. <laughs> but like the hotels here, because of hurricanes and the floods, they all smell waterlogged and moldy. But you still got to pay the $400 a night to be close to the scene, right? So what is, what is the economic, what is the opportunity cost that come along with being here? And what do you desire? What, what do you value? And where does this fit in those yearly goals? Because I know you artists are out there making goals. Beyond making work, you're making goals. And how does this bring you closer to it? So Jamal, so many great questions. Yeah, and, and I don't want people to, uh, if you listen, you might hear, like, pessimism or negativity in my voice, like, in terms of, like, oh, Jamal's just completely underwhelmed by the, by the thing. But, no, this is a sober-minded look at it. This is asking the real question. And if the answer is yes for you, if the traffic and exposure is all worth it, you might able be able to meet your goals and get what you did, but it would be irresponsible if you didn't ask yourself the question. You just got to ask yourself the question because you got it. It requires that kind of thought. Yeah, and, and there's one other thing that I, I would also encourage artists to think about um, is collaboration. Like the greatest joy I think for myself coming down here year on year is finding the artists, the galleries, the art administrators, the curators that I know are going to be here and say, hey, you want to split cost on the Ubers? 
we go into the same events. You want to split on a hotel or an Airbnb, you know, um, or even just shipping. Shipping is a big thing, you know. Special shout out to Black Art in America, Najee and Farron and the whole team there for helping us get Lillian's work down here. You know, it's big work. It's not easy to move in a short amount of time. So reaching out to your community and seeing what ways you both can achieve your goals together is important. Because, I mean, if you're a black working artist, we're in this together. So let's have conversations. Let's be vulnerable. Let's be honest about what we want to achieve. Let's find ways to uh, meet those goals and work towards them together. Absolutely. So, you know, we're going to be talking about this for a while. This is, you know, something that we all got to think about. So look forward to more episodes of The Noise. Look forward to all the connections and networking that I've made. You're going to get a lot of great interviews to come out of this, too. And so I want to make sure that y'all tune in because we have this conversation going into 2024. It's another year that could change your life. You could be here. You could be in at Scope. I could be outside of your booth looking at your stuff while you put red dots all over the damn wall. It could be anything, right? But we having that conversation, baby, right here on The Noise. It's your boy, Jay Barber. Jeremiah Ojo, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, thanks, Jamal. Uh, you can find me on the Internet, uh, particularly my artist advisory, Ilekunwa. That's I-E-L-K-U-N, second word, W-A-Y, on Instagram. And or you can follow my personal page, How Tall Are You, spelled out. That's right. And check out his old previous episodes of The Noise, future episodes of The Noise. We here, baby. Miami Art Week. We out. I'm going to see you. I'm going to holler at y'all later. Peace. And that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the bag. Reflecting on Miami Art Week. Big shout out to Ben Munoz and Jeremiah Ojo dropping the good knowledge for us today on The Noise the noise yes and to all my artists out there i want to make sure that you're staying focused that you're getting ready and more importantly that you're making the work that you want to make because that's the most important thing you won't put no effort into it if you don't love it and if you don't love it you won't be making that noise baby yes it's your boy jay barber i'm gonna holla at y'all be back next week peace Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.